It's time for another best in class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. All the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford. Tampa's first family of Ford dealerships a mile north of Raymond James Stadium on the east side, BillCurryFord.com. Sean is talking bucks for about eight minutes or so, and then he's sprinting across the NFL looking at rookies and young players and the impact they're making and slapping around a couple of scouts as well. Here he is. Hi, everybody. It's Sean Sullivan. Welcome to Best in Class, coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. It's great to be alive. It's great to be a Bucks fan. And it's great to be in the car business right now with interest rates as low as 0% right now on the new F-150. So fight inflation at Bill Curry Ford. Find us at BillCurryFord.com. See all of our great specials. Order a car with our concierge ordering system with Nikki. A lot of great stuff going on right now. The construction sale is booming. We have a lot of customers. I was very proud of the fact that Mark Borland, who is a an avid Joe Bucks fan listener, I was able to sit down with him and talk football for about 30 minutes as he was buying a new edge. So that's a shout out to Mark. What a great guy. What a great fan of Joe Bucks fan. Go Bucks. Uh, but I thank you very much for the business. I really do try when someone calls me. Uh, I've just been super busy lately with everything going on. When they call me and they're in the showroom, I really do try to make time, uh, just like Steve says, where I actually deal with you personally and try to talk Bucks football. Very knowledgeable guy. So thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy your new edge with your lifetime warranty. Let's say follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, uh, Instagram. We have a brand new body shop going on right now for any of those anybody looking to get into the body industry. We need painters and and body men with the new state of the art equipment. With the we have the largest drive out paint booths in the United States. They're amazing. They're fantastic. Grace, you're going to put that on um, Instagram, show, show off our new equipment. It's on there. Scratch, ding, whatever you guys have going on. Um, we have a gold certified body shop, and we can get the job done for you. You can't even see it after it's done, so it's fantastic. All right, let's get into the Bucks game because we're going to move through this 30 minutes fast because we're going to do so much in the offseason, breaking down the rookie performances of the year. We have the Senior Bowl coming up, um, which is my favorite time at the end of January. I'm very excited about that. Plus, we have the NFL Combine. I'm going to actually see if I can make it this year and actually go and see the players uh, at the Combine. That would be very exciting. Some great information I could bring back for Joe Bucks fan. So let's get into this game. So as I talked on the podcast, one of the things that was super important to me was that we won our last three games and that we went into the, into the postseason with momentum. And I said, please don't treat this Atlanta game as a preseason game. And again, they didn't listen. First, I'd like to congratulate Todd Balls on on another losing season. Let's see, four, five, six. So this would be his fifth losing season as a head coach. I believe Steve might correct me because I think he had a a winning season his first year. But I'm not even going to take the time to look it up. Um, But we finished a sub-500 team with a healthy Tom Brady, which is very frustrating. I get very upset that we lost to a Falcons team that played their starters through the whole game, but their starters are all rookies, and we're going to go through those rookies. I was just very disappointed. Felt like this is a game we should have won. When Todd Bowles was interviewed, he said, I really thought that we could hold our lead after he took all the starters out. Listen, the NFL is a man's game, right? Every single man is fighting for a paycheck for his family. They're not going to lay down. I told you last week that Atlanta was not going to lay down. I said there was no reason for them to win that game. They came back and won the game. I said this last game of the season, they're not going to lay down. And sure, what did they do? They did not lay down. They played until the final snap. And I said that's what this coach wanted to do. We went out there and we played our second and third string guys 
against their number ones. And listen, we're not a good enough team to do that. I don't know what anybody's thinking. We, you're not going to put subs against NFL starters and, the, and, and win. It just doesn't happen. And we treated this like a preseason game. And again, I feel like it's bad management. Win the damn game. I understand the injury point of view. And if, if Brady got injured in this game, I'd never hear the end of it. Let me just tell you something. Brady could get injured at Starbucks right now. Okay? I don't know when he's going to get injured. I have no idea. Brian Jensen got injured in practice. We lost Aaron Stinney for the year, right? So I'm, I'm just I'm done with everybody worrying about what could happen, maybe happen. You know what did happen? We lost. We lost to a terrible Falcons team. After the game, everybody's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. It is a big deal. You had the chance to finish above 500. You had a chance to, to go in with a three-game winning streak. It drives me insane. I'm sorry. I always want to win because I'm a winner. I get frustrated when people live their life with a completely different bearings. There is no game I would go into going, you know what, if we just play hard. We'll, I'm, no. You don't give medals or awards or trophies to people who fail in life. That's just not what you do. You are, if you're a winner, you win. You, and right now, we probably are going into this Dallas game thinking, well, we're just going to turn it on. And listen, if they do that, because you, you have no idea what Brady you're going to get. You might get the best Brady performance ever. Like, you just don't know. But that's my point, is I don't want to be coached on the unknown. I, I want to know what's going on. And that's all I'm going to say about this game, Grace. We should have won the game. It's ridiculous that we coached not to win, and we were worried about protecting our players. And, I, and I've already told you this. It's going to be what it's going to be. We're going to play the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. They're healthy. We're going to be somewhat healthy. We'll see how it goes. And I'm being told that our offense is going to be this explosive offense. I can't wait to see it. I saw a little bit of Carolina. But listen, Brady, guys, is the difference. If you take Brady off this team, we're not a playoff team, and we're a way worse team. The only thing I can tell you is against the Dallas Cowboys, if Brady's on, we win. If Brady has a bad game, we lose. That's how this works. Let's get into our draft picks. Logan Hall, our second-round pick out of Houston. Had two tackles, one solo tackle, a tackle for loss, and a QB hit. And then after the game, Bowles said the only player that he didn't think that played well was Logan Hall on our defensive line in the game, as far as that was concerned. Well, I saw a lot of starters. I wouldn't say starters, but I saw a lot of players that did not play well on the defensive line against the Atlanta Falcons. But Todd Bowles says that um, Logan needs to hit the weight room in the offseason, which is very common for rookies. And we talk about this all the time is – they're not used to NFL bodies and the NFL games that, they're, that are played. Usually their second year is why they call it the breakout year because that's usually when they've, they've eaten right, had training year-round. They didn't have classes distracting them, and they've been in the weight room. So we'll see how Logan Hall does. Uh, Luke Gadecki played. Uh, he was our second-round draft pick out of Central Michigan. He um, played right tackle, played pretty well at right tackle, and had one of the worst holding penalties I've ever seen in a, in a football game. He literally went out into space away from the play, and instead of extending his hands and actually blocking the defensive player, he decided to put him in a headlock. That's one way to go, but of course it's illegal, and um, a big gigantic play got called back. So as much good as he does, it drives me crazy, those bonehead plays that happen. It, it's, it sucks. As far as Richard White is concerned, he didn't play much. He was our third-round pick out of Arizona, Kate Otten. Um, had one target in the game, the, the, our starting tight end out of Washington. 
our punter, Jake Camarda out of Georgia, had five punts, 51 yards per punt. Zylan McCullum, this poor kid, he was our fifth-round draft pick out of Sam Houston State. Guys, he's not ready to play. They keep putting him on the field. He's not ready to play. He gives up big play after big play after big play. He struggles in tackling and tackling form. He's just not there yet. Now, from what I understand from Bill Parcells, the hardest position to play in the NFL as a rookie is cornerback. So that's what that's when we when you see somebody like Sauce Garner, who I who who this at this podcast said was the best corner in the draft, and he's now the best corner in the NFL. And I had called this way before the season started. If you guys listened to my podcast, I nailed it. This guy's the real deal. I'm not a scout, but I seem to know more than scouts because I can't figure out how these guys can't figure out simple things like that Sauce Garner is a shutdown corner. But anyway. That, that's the craziest thing is Zylan McCollum is far away from being a sub or a backup in the NFL. He's pretty far away. So please stop playing him until, until you can get a better understanding of our defense, which is, from what I understand, extremely complicated. Co-Keefed, our six-round pick out of Minnesota, didn't play. And then J.J. Russell, which was a, a UFA out of Memphis, had five tackles in the game. So he was on our practice squad. We elevated him to get some practice. He had five tackles. I thought that he played okay. He looks like a backup. Kyle Trask sighting for all of those people who who um, hate on Kyle Trask. Uh, I still don't understand why you would hate on a kid that's never played, that can't find the field because the greatest uh, goat is on the field, and I, I don't get it. Kyle Trask completed three of nine passing. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't play him the whole second half and let him actually get some some playing time. He actually played with Devin Tompkins, which was our apparently number one receiver for this game. By the way, let's not get overexcited about Devin Tompkins, okay, because he has some speed. He had 13 targets, guys, caught four balls. He played with no offensive line, no running backs, and his number one receiver had one catch on the year. Uh, Again, just like a preseason game. Put Kyle Trask in the game with players and see what he can do. I don't know if they're trying to hide him or what they're trying to do, but it makes no sense how they've treated Kyle Trask. And then for the coach to come out and say he's – he is like the road warrior, like he's one of the best players that's ever been in the locker room. His mental fortitude is amazing. I don't care about any of that. Can the guy play football? Can he throw football? Right? Can we put him in the game and actually let him? Why are you have Blaine Gabbert in the game? What do we need to look at Blaine Gabbert for? We know what Blaine Gabbert is. Play the damn kid, right? And let's see what we can do because we need to find out what we're doing next year because Brady's going to be in Miami or somewhere. He's not going to be here. So, I mean, I mean, I think that's pretty clear. As far as Atlanta goes, their number one pick, Drake London, out of USC, had six catches, 120 yards. He put on a show against us. Second round pick, Troy Anderson, got some pass rush moves. He's a linebacker in Montana State. Four tackles, uh, four, uh, two solo tackles, two QB hits. He's, he's actually really coming on. Desmond Ritter, the only three-year starter that came out in the draft, 19 of 30 for 226 yards and two touchdowns. By the way... He started six games, played in six games, didn't start six games, sorry, played in six games, and the Bucs gave up his first two touchdowns in the NFL. Congratulations, Buccaneers, for giving him momentum going into the offseason. Unbelievable. A guy didn't throw a touchdown pass until he plays us, right? That's just the way this works. Desmond Ritter looks like their future at quarterback. I haven't seen enough to have an opinion on him other than I said that he was going to have an astute grasp of the offense. He runs the offense like he knows it. He has some scramble ability. He makes good decisions with the football but I don't know if he's a star. I, I don't know if he's just a, a, a guy you put a pin in it or is, is he a game manager. It's just too, too soon to see. 
Their fifth-round pick, Tyler Ajir, running back out of BYU, 24 carries, 135 yards. Guys, if you haven't noticed Tyler Ajir, he's a star. The guy rushed for 1,000 yards. Um, he only played half the season. He's been unbelievable for Atlanta. What a find in the fifth round. Congratulations, uh, Atlanta. So when you go through that and you look at who we were playing against and and you look at what we were doing defensively, it just uh, it just it made me want to turn the game off. It was that bad. It was just why can't we just play football like everyone else? When you watch the Kansas City Chiefs play, it's just different. The coaching is different. The schemes are different. The calls are different. It's just it's just different. And I just would like that for us. And listen, if we go through a playoff run and actually win the Super Bowl, that would be fantastic. But right now, I'm looking for evidence of it, and and you know, I haven't seen it. Um, the like I said, the only chance we have is if Brady goes nuts, we have a chance. That's all that works. Chiefs Raiders game. The Chiefs won 31 to 13 over the Raiders. This was uh, not much of a game whatsoever, as I was saying. And the and the Chiefs played starters. Congratulations, going in and they were and they won their division. So, going through the draft picks here. George Karloftis, their the defensive end out of Purdue, who was linked to the Bucks, which was their late first-round draft pick. Three tackles, one tackle for loss, and a sack in the game. I thought he played extremely well. Uh, Leo Chanel, the linebacker of Wisconsin, five tackles, four solo tackles, one tackle for loss, played extremely well. So, again, the Chiefs' second consecutive year of really drafting well. Isaiah Pachinko, the running back out of Rutgers, had eight carries for 64 yards and a TD. For those of you who don't know math, that's eight yards a carry. So congratulations to Isaiah Pachinko. Uh, that's a really amazing deal there. Titans, Jaguars. Jaguars are in the playoffs. Uh, they beat the Titans 20-16. to 16. One of the things I want to talk to you about the Titans real quick, this Malik Willis thing. If you guys listen to my podcast, I had Malik Willis. I can't understand what the scouts saw in this guy out of Liberty and, and why they would have drafted him so high. When Sam Howell was a guy I talked about over and over and over again of North Carolina who went in the fifth round. It makes no sense. I have no idea, guys. And email me at bestinclass, right, at billcurryford.com, and, and give me your opinions because it drives me insane how scouts can get this so wrong. I don't know if they just drink a lot. I have no idea what they do. But they don't look at football. That's for sure. I, I don't – I mean, this stuff is not rocket science, right? It's They overcomplicate it. Maybe it's because it's so close to their face that they can't see what's right in front of them. The forest through the trees thing. Because outside layman's can get it can get it right more often. I can tell you who's going to be a bust from, from the start of the draft. And if you guys listen to my podcast, and when you guys go into the offseason, you listen to my draft breakdown, I'm going to go through this again. I'm going to talk about the Derek Stingleys and why he shouldn't have been a, a top pick and why he only played 10 games this year and how he was off injured at LSU. I have a million of these things I can go through with you guys. How do they not know it? Drives me insane. All right, Trayvon Walker, the alleged number one pick. I'm going to start saying that now. Four tackles uh, in the game. Congratulations for getting on the stat sheet, Trayvon. Uh, that's amazing. Devin Lloyd, my number one linebacker out of Utah. Uh, again, led the team in tackles and was second in the NFL right now, finished in tackles. Congratulations to Devin Lloyd. Luke Fortner, the center out of Kentucky, has played extremely well. Chad Muma, their third-round pick out of Wyoming, a guy that I talked about relentlessly in best-in-class breakdown. 6'6 six, six linebacker, ran a 4'4", four, 4'4", four, 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 tackles, uh, five solo tackles, two tackles for loss, which was just outstanding. The Jaguars had a great draft except for their first overall pick. I don't, still don't understand it. Maybe three years or four years on the line is going to be great. But right now, Aiden Hutchinson looks like a superstar. 
So don't know what they were thinking on that uh, or how much they were drinking when they made that pick. Uh, Patriots and the Bills. Uh, the Bills just blew the Pats out 35-23. Really nobody I want to talk about in this game. Vikings and Bears. Uh, the Vikings won 29-13 over the Bears. The Bears set Justin Fields in the game, so there really wasn't much to watch there. Uh, now that the Bears have the number one overall pick, it's very exciting to see what they're going to do. Obviously, they're going to trade out of that number one pick. I just don't see him taking an, a rush end or a tackle at first over at number one overall when you can trade down and pick up three picks, three number ones and two number twos. So we'll see what the Bears do. That's a lot of offseason talk. Uh, Bengals, Ravens. Bengals won 27-16 over the Ravens, which was um, an interesting game. Anthony Brown, a UFA out of Oregon, started for the Ravens. Went 19 of 44 for 286 yards and two interceptions. Played very, very poorly. They didn't really have much to do with Anthony Brown. Isaiah Likely, my number one tight end in in my pre-draft, again, had eight catches, 103 yards. He's the kid fourth-round pick out of Coastal Carolina. He's a star for the Ravens. Congratulations to Isaiah. He didn't get any credit, uh, probably only from me, only from best in class. I found him. Nurtured him. He was my Pat Fryer Muth of this year. And guess what he did? He smashed it. He's a star. Cam uh, Taylor Britt, second round pick out of Nebraska. A guy that was linked to the Bucks. Very physical corner. Great tackler. Um, had nine tackles on the game. One tackle for loss. So congratulations to Cam. Texans and Colts. Texans uh, won this game 32-31. I'm sure everybody knows that when they won this game, they lost the number one overall pick. Levy Smith got fired. As he should be fired for losing the number one pick. But that sets the franchise back. Uh, Christian Harris, linebacker out of Alabama. Ten tackles, seven solo tackles, one sack, and two tackles for loss. The last six games of the season, he's been the best linebacker in the NFL. Bar none. I can show you the stats. The guy is incredible. I don't know if it's sustainable. But the last six games, he played extremely well. Jalen Petrie with this amazing safety out of Oregon. The second round pick, eight tackles, seven solo tackles. He's a star. He's going to be a big-time star for a long, for a lot of years. Jets-Dolphins, surprised that Tua didn't play. Tua has missed more games. He's now going to miss the playoff game for the Dolphins. So that's no surprise. That's why I think Brady goes there with a ready-made Super Bowl team. They just need a healthy quarterback. The Dolphins won 11-6 over the Flacco Jets. Oh, my gosh, what a terrible game to watch. Skylar Thompson started for the Dolphins. He was a seventh-round pick out of Tennessee. Uh, I'm sorry, not out of Tennessee, out of Kansas State. It was a pick from Tennessee. 21 of 32 for 152 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He just looks like a guy holding the clipboard. It's really what it is. Amon Gardner, the number one pick from the Jets. Six tackles, three tackles, solo tackles. Best corner in football. He's, pr- I mean, between him and Aiden, I mean, I, I really think Aiden should win just because of the sack total. But Amon Gardner is probably going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. The Jets have a winner there. He's going to be... Uh, an all-pro for many, many years. Garrett Wilson, another number one pick out of Ohio State, nine catches, 89 yards. He went over 1,000 yards for the season. He's going to be in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Jermaine Johnson, their first-round back pick out of Florida State, two two tackles, two, two solo tackles, one QB hit. He has been a situational pass rusher for the Jets. They found something there. Of course, we talked about Brees Hall. If he had stayed healthy, he would have been a shoe-in for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um but uh, looking at that Jets draft, what, an, what a great draft. All they're going to do is they've already talked about adding a quarterback in the offseason. That's going to be outstanding when they do. So congratulations to the Jets. Panthers, Saints, there's nothing to really talk about these teams. They both suck. Of course, the Saints suck way more. Uh, the Panthers won this game 
Browns, Steelers, Kenny Pickett came through for the Steelers. They won 28-14. They did what they needed to do. Tomlin had another winning season. It was a rough year for him, but they still won now nine games, if you can believe it. Nine games. They won more games than the Buccaneers. The Steelers. That's crazy. With Kenny Pickett, not Tom Brady. Kenny Pickett at their quarterback. That's what good coaching does for you guys. That's what happens. Of course, uh, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to be a future star for Pittsburgh. We talked about him in the offseason, 13-29-139 to TD. He got way better as the season went on. George Pickens is going to be a future star for them. Three catches, 72 yards to TD. He's obviously Kenny Pickett's favorite receiver out of Georgia. DeMarvin Leal, the guy that we that was linked to the Bunks at defensive tackle out of Texas A&M, had two tackles, one tackle for loss. And Connor Hayward, and we saw him at the Senior Bowl, and I was like, this fullback has amazing hands. He's going to catch a lot of balls. And they're playing him at like an H-back. He had three catches for 45 yards. One of the catches was amazing down the seam of the field. Connor Hayward, I love that kid. Obviously, his brother's an all-pro, too. That doesn't hurt. Chargers and Broncos. The Broncos won 31-28, to 28 and the Chargers played their starters for half a game. Nothing really to talk about there. Giants and Eagles. Uh, Eagles won 22-16. Hurts actually played in this game. Looked awful. 20 of 35, 229, an interception. We'll see how that goes for those guys. Cardinals and uh, 49ers. Cardinals coach got fired. Uh, 49ers blew this game out 38 to 13. Really no rookies to talk about. Rams, Seahawks. Unfortunately, the Sea Chickens won this game 19 uh, to 16 and gotten backed into the playoffs. The Lions should have had that spot, but unfortunately, the Rams couldn't pull this one damn game out that I wanted them to win. Just one game. I asked the Rams to win. They can't do it. 19 to 16. Seahawks, Sea Chickens won. The Cowboys, Commanders. Uh, the Commanders beat the Cowboys who were playing their starters 26 to 6. And doing a Cowboys preview, listen, Sam Howell, I talked about him in the offseason. I said how he was a ready made quarterback for the NFL. I love the fact that at the Senior Bowl, he was very precise with his passes. He can run the ball, he can move out of the pocket. He throws his very first pass in the NFL, 16 yard touchdown. The, um, he finished 11 of 19 for 200 yards and a touchdown. He rushed for another touchdown. This kid is going to be terrific for the Washington Redskins or the team formerly known as the Redskins, now the Commanders. I'm telling you right now, Sam Howe is the real deal. How he fell to the fifth round, the scouts should quit. They should go into work and quit because you suck. How do you take a guy that started two years at North Carolina, one year with, with NFL talent, Lit it up. I mean, put up crazy numbers, terrific numbers. Comes back another year with a makeshift offensive line. Both of his running backs went to the NFL. Wide receiver tight end go to the NFL. And they're like, oh, his numbers are down. Really? Rocket scientist, his numbers are down. This is the Justin Herbert thing all over again where somehow he forgot how great a quarterback he was because he came back for his senior year at Oregon and everybody forgot about him and he had nobody to throw to. Like at some point, scouts have to wake up. My goodness, how do you miss on Sam Howell? He was at least a third-round draft pick, not a fifth round. They drafted Malik Willis in the third round, for goodness sakes. And I still haven't figured that one out. How is that even possible? I'm not saying Sam Howell is a, is a Justin Herbert quarterback. What I am saying is he's better than a fifth-round draft pick. It's ridiculous. Lions-Packers, thank God the Lions won, sent the Packers home. Thank God, right? Lions won 20-16. to 16. The Lions fished, finished with a winning record. I loved it. I absolutely loved the whole Detroit Lions story. I loved watching Aaron Rodgers walk off the field depressed. It makes, it makes me so happy to see him. He didn't get hurt in the game, which would have been a bonus. 
you know, at least he lost, which was awesome. So that's fantastic. And then I got an email, uh, a grace or a listener, maybe this was a text message, I can't remember, asking me about why I mispronounce uh, Mika Parsons every single time. So I want to explain this. First, I was on the Micah Parsons bandwagon before anyone. Before anyone even knew who he was, I was watching Penn State football because of some receivers that I was scouting, right, for my podcast. And I'm like, this guy can play. When he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, if you guys go back, because the good news is all of my stuff is recorded and time-stamped. If you go back, I said he's an absolute superstar. He's going to be fantastic. The reason why I, I don't, the guy said, if you don't know the guy's name, it makes, you, it makes the credibility of your podcast poor. Because if you can't pronounce the guy's name, one, let me explain this to you. I knew who he was before any of you guys, before anybody in the national media knew who he was. I was all over him. All right. I talked about him in my pre-podcast. I talked about him before the draft, during the draft, and when he got drafted. Okay. Let me explain to you why I changed the name. One of my favorite people in the world, right, listens to this podcast. One of my dear friends, her name is Mika. So the thing is, when I talk to her, she's like, there's no one else that has a name like me. So I say Mika Parsons on every podcast so that she knows I'm recognizing her uh, as, as a listener and my friend. So that's the reason why I pronounce it Mika. So it's not because I don't know. It's because I choose to acknowledge uh, a friend during a podcast. So, so there you go on that. Uh, if any other questions or comments or criticisms, please send me, send it to me at best in class at billcurryford.com or gthomas at billcurryford.com. I look forward to, to breaking down the senior bowl for breaking down the East West Shrine game to really getting into some really great draft stuff. You're going to have best in class rookies, uh, my final all rookie team, my defensive and, and, uh, offensive rookies of the year. Great stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Go Bucks against Dallas Cowboys. It's Monday night football. It's Tom Brady. What else do you want? Have a great drive, guys.